calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and we're for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Kat and JJ are not here as they are getting ready to buy a new home and go on their honeymoon. So they're going to be off for a couple weeks enjoying that post-wedding bliss that I know they're so excited about. But on this episode, we do have a special guest host. It's Liz. You know her from the In Between podcast, so she is graciously and kindly graciously and kindly wow that sounds <laughs> awful um liz like has been, royalty <laughs> yeah <laughs> liz has been kind enough to join <laughs> in um, several times and help us host the podcast liz thank you so much for joining us tonight thank you so much for having me yeah absolutely and i just downed coffee so if i sound like motor mouth that's i'm having to slow myself down right now and <laughs> <laughs> on this episode we had a fan reach out caitlin messaged us on instagram and told us that she had some stories she wanted to share and that she had actually worked with Catherine, who has been on the podcast several times as well so i can't wait to hear all about that. Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Well, Caitlin, as somebody who has listened to the podcast, you know, we love to find out where our guests fall on the believe meter Zero meaning you don't mm. believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? I've really pondered this question a lot. <laughs> um, I sometimes I'd like to say I'm a ton, but I think I, I think I'm a strong eight to nine. One of the things that I found so interesting about your message is that you said you you grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. I grew up in the, I would call it the Deep South, very religious um, area of the country, but I had not, or I have not until now, ever met anybody who is or was a Jehovah's a Jehovah's Witness. So I would love, like, yeah. as we kind of get this episode started, um, if you could kind of just walk us through what that experience was like for you maybe what some of the differences are between that religion and like mainstream christianity and of mm -hmm. course how it affected your relationship with the supernatural the thing is is it's not much on like a lot of religions i guess when it comes to being strict um i've heard so many guests on the podcast who have talked about similar um upbringing when it comes to being so black and white when it comes to there being only angels and demons and nothing more than than that, you know? 
So that's ingrained from a really young age, really, that there's God, Jehovah, his son, Jesus, and that Satan is, you know, bad <laughs> for simple terms. And he has his, you know, team of um, his own type of angels, so to speak, which obviously aren't angels, but they're demons. So it's just like you either are going with that or you're going with the good. So very strict guidelines you know what i mean and do they believe in heaven and hell um not really hell uh it's kind of like um that uh, after so long jesus would be the king like right now with jehovah and then his son is jesus and um after so many years, Jesus would rule as king in heaven with 144,000. There's this whole, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's just a lot to it. Um, but ultimately, they believe in kind of like heaven, but that not everyone goes to heaven. Not everyone goes to hell either, but that um, when we're dead, we're dead. Like, that's wow. it. There's nothing more than that. That's fascinating. And, mm-hmm. of course, I think... Um most of us think of Jehovah's Witnesses. We think of how they... Um, Knock on the doors. <laughs> yes, I was trying to think of a more polite way to how they witness to others yeah. by going um, go. and going to you know people's homes and trying to, I guess, spread their message. Mm-hmm. I, as you were growing up, is that a mission thing where only so many people do that? Or is it expected for most people to do that? How does that work? Not necessarily an expectation, but they consider a privilege to mm. preach the message that Jesus had for everyone. And that um, he said that we need to spread the message. So it's not a mission type of thing. It's more of this is what you believe in and you should also share it with others. Yeah. Like a thing. duty, like an honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. An honor. Yeah. That's and a good way to put it. I, um, I had a friend, I, when I was, coming out of college, I entered at a sports agency and I got to work with another intern and he is a Mormon and it's very much Mm -hmm. a big part of his life. Super nice guy. And he was telling me about doing his mission in France and they would go like door to door and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me a little bit of um, like Jehovah's Witnesses, but you know, they do that domestically, which I think is a unique thing. I guess just when I think of like, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, I, I grew up Presbyterian. I think of, mm-hmm. you know, obviously like going to another country or sometimes they would do it domestically, but it would be, you know, under a very specific set of circumstances or whatnot. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just interesting. I've always been, especially as I've gotten, gotten older and I have a, a young child now, you know, religion is like really interesting to me how much it affects people's lives when they're young, when they're old, all, all between and how the differences between being raised and kind of indoctrinated in a religion and, and maybe finding it your own way and all mm. that kind of stuff. It's just, it, yeah. it's just lots of different ways it can go and, and different ways that, you know, it can, for some people, it's like a great benefit and brings them great comfort. And for, mm-hmm. you know, another person, it might bring great guilt and great shame. Right. So. Exactly. And that's a really good point too, that you brought up about like with your child and everything um, that, and, and with just religion in general, you know, I appreciate, I, I can honestly say that I appreciate being up, brought up into something that gave me 
principles and everything as an adult, you know what I mean? Just like the general, you know, fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, just, or like, you know, treat others like you want to be treated. <laughs> Those kind of things are biblical and, and I can appreciate having a spiritual awareness. However, it's like once I got a little bit outside of just that thinking, you realize, wow, there's like so much more out there that I don't know about. And it's not demonic and it's not satanic for me to like think something more. Absolutely. So that was a big deal for me, you know, uh, and, and I oh, I'm sure. that, and like, I was like really at a young age when I kind of came to that a little bit, like there's more than this. Do you mind me um, asking how old you were? I'm just curious. I, I can honestly say, you know, and this is one of the, one of the things I kind of blipped when I was talking to Noah about how, how I wanted to be on the um, podcast with you guys that I was probably like maybe six or seven when I had my first experience that I can think of that um, Noah was experienced in like, what was it like the second episode you talked about, mm -hmm. like the glowing eyes and everything. Yeah. Your story triggered a thought, a, a recurring memory of mine that I realized it was then that I like really thought, whoa, there's something different. Like there's something more here. So I think that's kind of wild to be <laughs> that young and like have that kind of thought all of a sudden. So it was a big deal for me. And then from there, it was like, I feel like I kind of pushed it off a little bit. Um, Did you talk about it? No. And that's, and that's a big part of it. You know, it's like, it didn't, it, it's almost like this, like fear of talking about it because mm. you only are raised to believe that. And it was outside like the, that, you know, it was outside of the realm anybody. of what you know. So, yeah. yeah. And you, and, yeah. and then, and then because it's outside of the realm, you, if you know, maybe you're not comfortable going to your parent or whomever is that role in your life to talk mm -hmm. about it because I don't know. And, and then the fact that you're six or seven processing all of that, that's, that's heavy. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It really is. But, but like I said, I, there's still things that you take from any, I, I feel like any kind of like upbringing like that, that you can take away and, you know, absolutely Gain in your adult life and understanding the because really there is there is energy there there's energy with spirituality it absolutely. there's energy there so um you know when you're focusing on that your energy flows where your focus goes so if you're like really like focusing on more than that that's why i think that it's important to just understand that um it's something to be respected you know, regardless mm. of how you might be brought up and, and have different beliefs, it's still something to be respected. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think for a young person, it really shows the strength in a strong foundation of support, uh, especially I think, you know, most of us as we grow older, that's one of the things that really starts to dissipate out of our lives as we become career oriented. And we, you know, a lot of us move away from our hometown. It's like that support system starts to kind of go away. And I know like, you know, for whatever qualms religion may or may not bring is like one thing I know for sure, at least for me personally speaking, is like growing up as a young person, it gave that instant support system uh, right. that I didn't have to worry about. I had a place to go, mm. uh, that was safe. I had like built in, it was almost like a fraternity. I had built in friends there. Right. My <laughs> yeah, parents for, paid for it every man. week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, essentially it's, what it is. <laughs> it is, it I, is interesting. Yeah. I, um, I'm from the South too. I'm from Georgia, 
born and raised and I went to a Christian school growing up all the way up through like fourth grade, fifth grade. And, um, I agree with you. Like it, every, I'm not religious now I'm more spiritual. And I totally agree with you with like, you were speaking my language with the spiritual energy conversation right there. But the things that I learned, the core values, like it is a foundation, you know, like the golden rule, do unto others as you want to be treated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think anybody can agree with that. So I completely agree with that. Let's jump right into that that early experience you had. I would love to hear more about it. It was a recurring dream, actually. You know, I, when you had your what, what what episode was that where you were talking about? It was the, the, I believe it's the first, first one, first, first episode. One. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, uh, Catherine had kind of said something about the podcast. So I decided to listen to it, and I heard that story, and it reminded me of this. I had this recurring dream, and even though yours was more real time, so to speak. My dream was just so similar. I I woke up in my dream and I hear hear my one sister, my oldest sister, I hear her like knocking on the bathroom door, like really hard. And she's like trying to get in the bathroom. I get out of my bed, I go down to the door, I turn to, to see her profile at the bathroom door. It's like, I can, she's super dark. Um, the the kitchen light is down the hallway a little bit and it was almost like a silhouette of her profile it's just black but it's her ponytail and everything and and she's just like knocking on the door super hard and I'm like Shannon like Shannon what are you doing like Shannon what's wrong and she just keeps knocking keeps knocking and I'm like what is going on and I'm like Shannon and all of a sudden she like turns her head to me super fast but it wasn't her at all. It was just like these glowing eyes, like you had kind of described, but I don't think they were red. They, they were more like goldish. And at the same time, more from being like silhouette of a person to just moving this like super fast energy, just like moving and went underneath into their room, my sister's room and went under the, their bed. And for whatever reason, even though I was like terrified, I like followed it into their room and they were under the bed, these eyes, like looking up, these just glowing eyes. (laughs) And I was just far enough into the room that the door was able to, to slam behind me. And I was shot into the room with the eyes under the bed. Oh no! And absolutely not. Dream. I can't tell you how many times I had this very oh. same recurring dream as a at child. Six and seven like, years old. Yeah, at six and seven. Like, like that's terrifying? kindergarten age, right? That's like kindergarten, first grade. <laughs> like first grade. I don't know. Like, wow, the amount of stress or something. That, like, I don't know. Wow, that is okay. So, how that's long did intense, that dream? Right? How long? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's very intense. <laughs> yeah, yes. So how long did that dream happen? Like, was it just like a year? Was it? Oh my like- God, I can't even. I know I at least had to have the same one at least five or six times, the same mm. dream. And every single time it was the same spot. So mind you, this is, again, this is me like in my dream. <laughs> right. Experiencing this, but feeling so like it's really happening i hate it's those just... <laughs> i think the self-awareness in a dream yes yeah. all my spooky uh, experiences have happened in dreams so this is why i'm like oh gosh i'm definitely not gonna sleep tonight this is great okay <laughs> i just imagine other kids being like 
so did you watch Blue's Clues? And you're like, so did you have a demon under your bed? Right. That <laughs> we were gonna name this. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 really tough. And and you know, I know that um you also have a, a young child and it, I try to pay really close attention when my kid say uh, says things out of the ordinary. Granted, he's just about to turn three, so he's like pretty young, but every he's now young. and then he does say something and I'm like what does that mean to you? You know, know. <laughs> like, oh. what are you talking about? The monster in the corner of the room staring at us right now. You know, oh, it's God. like, uh, <laughs> uh, goodness, no. so you have that experience, you know, you're fairly mm -hmm. young. You don't really say anything to anyone, but I imagine it, it probably had a, an effect on you. I had to have had like a scare yeah. enough to have woken up and like needed my parent to like comfort me. Right. And yeah. that's a young age. And I don't remember any of that. I don't remember any, I don't remember telling anyone about it or being comforted about it, but I very strongly remember this, you know, yeah. this recurring dream. Isn't that crazy? It <laughs> is interesting. And and so where did you go from there? What was kind of the next experience that, you know, you yeah, had more connected to? As I grew up and as I was getting older, I was stronger and stronger in, in the religion and uh, having to put it off, like having to shut that part, potential gift, like trying to just shut off anything that I thought was even remotely not within what they, what was witness believes, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And um, yeah, so I, I feel like I put that off for a really long time. And then as I got older, um, I was still more and more interested in now they won't even watch things like as, as a child, I remember not even being able to watch like Casper or like, it's that extreme, you know, yeah. like it's almost something I had to hide. Oh yes, yeah, so you had to like hide part of yourself. Yeah, like something that I'm interested in, but having to hide it. And, you know, I'm talking about that in this way about like believing in ghosts or, you know, more than what I'm raised to believe in, right? But there's people that deal with so much more, whether it comes to like their sexuality or whatever, you know, like I almost minimize it with me because I think of other people that had to deal with things that were bigger for them. Um, that's well, one as, thing about as my therapist would tell me, sense. you know, your story is still your story. We can respect mm -hmm. others, uh, but we still have to live our life. So, you know, I think it's good that, you know, as you've gotten older, you can kind of start to come to terms with whatever you may have experienced, you know? Yeah. 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 Because I was so, going to say, um, hear, hearing you talk, I don't, I I just hear like my heart breaks. I see, oh my gosh, like you were so young having to hold in so many probably confusing feelings and emotions that you couldn't have, you had no outlet to talk with or, or understand those through. So like my heart like aches. So I just want yeah. you to like, that's not the opinion. I, that's the opinion I'm getting. So, and I'm sure everyone else is too. <laughs> I really appreciate that you like, recognize that. So basically, yeah, it was a while after that. I um I started to more like uh just be a little more in tune with it, but just more secretively, if that makes mm, sense. So it okay. was like I was still I was still uh feeding my intrigue, but mm. keeping it separate as much as I could. So a double life, which is really hard to live in that kind of setting, so to speak. Um, because it is just so strict and everything. Um, but anyway, so from there, I would say probably one of the next ones, things that happened was like, I would always have issues with uh, my, my grandparents' house in Ohio. Um, I would always feel like 
nervous going down this one hallway and I come to find out later on my mom told us this story about at one point my grandmother's bed was uh possessed when she was gonna start doing something with for the uh for her church and I was like whoa (laughs) yeah the biggest one I'd say was when my grandmother and I talked about this on um I shared this story with Catherine Galvin about my grandma Slat, who I hadn't seen her in quite a while. Um, and when she was, um, I don't know, it was several months before she had passed away, I had had this horrible nightmare that was, again, waking up in my dream. And I was laying on the, like, it was like I was laying in bed and there was this blanket across my lap of um it was like this fleece blanket with cats on it or something on my lap and when I woke up in that dream I was just like super scared Uh, I just felt so nervous and just like really uneasy and all I knew and you know being raised with those kind of with like beliefs of, of that is that when um you know you're nervous or whatever you can that God is stronger than the than demons and and you can use Jesus name to to kind of protect you and and right. to cast something away from you. I was saying like I kept saying how like oh Jehovah's stronger than you like please protect me like and I, this is in my dream I'm like thinking this and I'm saying it out loud because I was just scared I just had this feeling this anxious feeling and um at the same time this like awful face just just like popped up at the same time this black cat jumped up on my lap and at the same time this like awful face was just there and it was like god can't help you and i was like oh i woke up just like what just crying and just like oh my gosh like just felt so vulnerable and just terrified um I just realized you can't see my mouth. Oh my, I'm speechless. My heart's racing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So this leads into more if you're ready. (laughs) Let's go. Um, So a few months later, my father, uh, you know, let me know that it it was like my grandma was probably not going to make it for much longer. So we, um, she was in the hospital and we were like all there at the hospital and everything. And she was just kind of incoherent. She kept like, she would be totally just incoherent, like just barely breathing. And we're all just like staring around. It was just super uncomfortable to then just launching up and being like, Ronnie, take me home. Just like yelling, bellowing this to take me home. And Ron is my dad's name. So she's just like, and this is just hours of this, just Oh, wow. Fine. To me. And then this one time she just for a long length of time was just, you know, seemed to be relaxed and everything. And all of a sudden just launched up and was like, take me home. And it was the same face as was in Bad Nightmare that said, God can't help you. It was, I swear it was like the same face. It just was like, <gasps> and I just. I had to leave the room. I was terrified. It was just like, oh my goodness. 
This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. What do you think was the connection to... I don't know what this connection would be. Yeah. Uh, And um, so that was just terrifying. So it was just... Yeah. And how how long did she... was, Was she with you after that? She um, ended up being released home on hospice and um, they let her go home, thankfully, because that's what she wanted. That's what she wanted. They wanted her to be comfortable, whatever. So she goes home and um, like the next day, my dad calls me in the evening and he's like, you probably want to come over. Um, I think, I I think officially your grandma's going to be leaving us soon. And so I'm okay. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be right there. So I'm driving there and like, just just as I'm getting on our road, um, the Elton John song comes on, um, this is your song. And mm. for some reason, it just like really sticks in my head that it was like, um, you know, the part where it says something about, um, you see, I've forgotten if they're green or they're blue. Yours are the sweetest size I've ever seen. You know what I mean? What I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. <laughs> so for whatever reason, I've thought of that song or think of my, I was thinking of my grandma. Well, anyway, so she passed away and, and before I even got there and my mom told me she was like well she went really peacefully at least and she took her last breath when her beloved black cat you know when her she had like two cats when her black cat jumped up on her lap and then she she took her last breath right as um Lennox jumped up on her lap 
Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? So I was like, oh, you know, that's sweet. So then she's like, you want to go see her and go see her. So she was, you know, in her room and everything. And doesn't she have the same fleece blanket with the cats on her lap? And it, what my mom was talking about, the black cat that jumped up on her lap. And it was like, when she had died, it was just like the same. I just had like a flash of that, that dream where I was the one with the blanket mm-hmm. on and the cat jumped up on my lap. It was just so insane. <laughs> wow. And have, have, is... have you always, um, you know, have you always been someone to remember your dreams and to feel that your dreams are like you're very present in most of your dreams? I don't feel like I am in most of them anymore, especially as a mom, because I just feel like I don't ever sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, but, <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of times um, feel, and you know what happens a lot is, is, is they, um, uh, they come up as almost like very vivid, random dreams. Like I'll be mm. having a conversation with a couple of people in a setting and I'll be like, what the heck was that? Like, that was weird. Like, mm. what did that mean? Literally yeah. seem like it means nothing and then have a deja vu because that will actually happen. And it's sure. like, literally, it's like not even an important conversation or have you ever had that happen to you? Or is it JJ that is the deja vu? No, JJ doesn't do anything um, <laughs> uh, no that's me yeah and, and it runs in my family too with my mom and my dad as well which is it's strange but uh, we get premonitions from time to time that uh tend to come true especially with my mom and dad like fairly mm-hmm. soon after they get them um might have been a little more spread out but yeah it's 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 Dreaming is so cool and it's like um, such an interesting part of the way our brains work, you know? Yeah. But did you factor in like how people have all these supernatural or paranormal or premonitions and, you know, sometimes psychic things happen in dreams and we don't quite understand. I mean, we all have, I I would assume we've all experienced deja vu to some level, you know? So there's, there's definitely something there and it's kind of like, you know, some people or almost like just born and know how to play music, you know, like mm-hmm. can't really explain it. I had a friend like that actually where the uh, episode one, where I talk about playing hide and go seek with a ghost that took place at his house, but he, he can play anything by ear. He can't read music or anything, but he can just listen to it and play it. And he's always been like that. Yeah. And I think some of this intuition, premonition, whatever you want to call it, obviously there are people that claim to be mediums that take it to a whole nother level. But I think some of it is like, you just, some of us are just more inclined to it, you know, and that's why we have these dreams and stuff. So um, that's just my thought on it. But you also mentioned in your message that you had seen some people that had passed, you've seen them in real time. Yeah, it's kind of strange. So um, at least two or three of them were, well, one of them was my husband's grandpa, Grandpa Frank was one of them. And then the other one was our friend, um, Richie. And so grandpa, I would just like, he just always had just like, he would wear this hat, he'd wear this certain jacket and just, he had his mannerisms, you know? And after he had passed away, I would just like, I'd see him, like if there was a few people, I'd see him walking by just out of the corner of my eye or like I'd 
see him. Um, I think we, my husband and I were in at the mall one time and I swore I saw him and it, it just, I just, I love when that happens though, because it's just like, they're just like reminding me that there's like, you know, hey. <laughs> and, and those times where you saw him, and I, I don't know if your other ones are similar to that, but do you feel an instant connection when you do see those like kind of uh, passing moments of, of a past loved one? It's just kind of like a little reminder almost. It's just like a blip. Like I, like, um, I just would see them walk, walk past me and, and feel like I would do have to do a double take. But when I go to do the double take, they're no longer there. Wow. Mm. So I've had that several times. So this happened with, so with the other friend, like I said, that was our grandfather, uh, my husband's grandpa, Frank. Um, he plays a big part in a lot of my stories, um, actually. I, I feel like hmm. he's very strongly connected to my husband, potentially. And I, and I feel like I pick up on him a lot. I almost think that he's one of my like spirit guides or something, this this, hmm. <laughs> this guy. If that's how you feel, uh-huh. I trust that. I, I do. I feel that way. It's just kind of funny. I, I, I don't know. It's like he... I don't know if he like attached to me in some way, but I, I asked him to watch over uh, Dean and his brother when he had passed away. I I was we were just so mortified because he wasn't it was an accident um, when he passed away. But he has a lot of my stories. Anyway, getting up to it. Um, Uncle Richie was the other one that I had seen. Who we were we were all out at the at our bar that we go to on like we go every Thursday. It was during the I think the Rangers were on. And um, my husband and his friend are a giant, big Rangers fans and just love to watch, you know, hockey all the time at the bar or whatever games at the bar. And Uncle Richie, we call him, he was, he was our friend's uncle, um, was always with us, with his wife, um, or always would come around whenever there was like a party. And even even though he's like this like old guy, he's this like super fun guy to hang out with. He just had this way about him, just this cool guy, you know what I mean? I'm standing there with our friends, and this is their uncle, and I'm talking to my friend, uh, Elizabeth, and she knows that I've picked up on things before and things that I've seen. I've shared experiences with her before. We're, we're just chatting, and we both look this, like, kind of briefly this way to this guy that walks from the bar to this other table because it looked just like Richie. It was like... His bot, it was the same body type, his same clothes he would wear, like his hat that he always wore, his drink, just the way he walked, his face, his mm. beard, it was just everything. It was him. But at the same time, it was like one of those things where you're like, you know, this person isn't here any longer, but you have to do a double take because holy cow, that is, that's Richie. <laughs> right. Wow. And no sooner than you go to turn to do that double take, He's gone. He's not there. We didn't see him walk away. It was almost like he'd really never walked up to that table. And she saw it too. And I was like, you saw that, didn't you? And she and and she was like, I did. She goes, that was Uncle Richie. And I was like, I know. Mm. I was so, so excited that somebody could validate for me something that I saw that was like real. Because it's it's one of those things you just always feel like crazy for having these these things I mean sometimes they're random sometimes they're not you know once you got that validation how did that change your relationship with the supernatural it 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 made me feel more confident in being able to have a respected type of relationship with like learning more about it 
Good. Because that was a big thing. Um, always with growing up that, you know, like I said, and I'm going to circle back to that. And I don't want to keep bringing that up as like a downer or anything, but it's just was such a big part of my life and such an ingrained thing to then think differently. It was a really big deal. So it's been a, like a big journey for a long time. I, I feel like it changed it in the way that it made me more confident and being okay with learning more about yeah. it rather than yeah. being in this little. Well, and I think that's a good segue. <laughs> um, you know, you've been working with Catherine. You you mentioned that you had taken even one of her courses. How has you know, working with somebody who proclaims himself, you know, to be a, a medium and, and is willing to work with people. How has that kind of changed things for you? Do, you? do you feel any different? Do you feel like you have a better grasp for how to manage these things that are going on in your life? I, I feel like I'm still very novice at that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, honestly, however, like I said, the confidence piece is one of the biggest things. And with mixing, you know, that's one of the reasons I like this, this podcast too, I was thinking about this recently is that I like the, I love the forum, but I love that it's a place where people can talk also about like mental health a little bit too, because yeah. it's a big piece of it that in terms of that and learning more with strengthening that side of me and working through some of those things professionally with a therapist, for instance, and also getting this spiritual education in terms of uh, honing in on it and um, really getting, gaining more control with it and getting more comfortable with it. That's what I feel that has already helped me a lot. It's just that confidence piece. And I think that's really important to have that confidence going into it, knowing that like, this is something that you can do regardless of how you've been brought up or, you know, you, you have different beliefs. That's okay. Yeah. It's, it's really okay. It is. And and I think that for those of us that were raised religious, it brings an interesting dynamic once you kind of start expanding into your mind, not even necessarily saying, I believe X, Y, and Z, but just being curious about like, well, are these experiences I've had real? Well, let me listen to this other people's experiences. Well, why do all these experiences sound like my experiences? And I know for me personally, that is kind of why I enjoy the podcast so much because it, it keeps kind of my relationship with the world honest, where I, I, it keeps me curious. It keeps me wanting to learn more. And I know coming up, you know, it was almost like, well, if you are too curious about this part, well, then you're going to be punished because you're, you're not yes. walking in line with, you know, what kind of what everybody else, quote unquote, everybody else believes. So I totally yeah. get that and, and relate to what you're saying. And I, I think that's a, a, another thing that I'm very curious because I think it's something that I think about, you know, you have a young child and you're kind of going through the self-growth and curiosity with your own life. How, or are you going to talk to your child about any of this? Or is it going to be one of those things where if they bring it up, then you'll talk to them about it because you have a very specific you know, relationship as you were young with the supernatural where you didn't really get to talk to anybody. So kind of, have you thought about that? Or are you going to kind of just see how absolutely. it plays out? I, I absolutely have thought about that. It's actually something that like, I think about a lot. <laughs> like, uh, it keeps me up in it. <laughs> in all seriousness, um, I, I just feel that it wasn't even though um, 
it was me. I was made to believe it was my choice to be there, you know, and to, to be in that religion and everything. I also felt like it wasn't really my choice. So I, I want my daughter to be able to feel like she has a choice in what she wants to learn about. There's so much to learn. And, you know, if you feel like, I, I feel that I can teach her things like the golden rule and um, how to be right. kind and, you know, with other things other than, you know, religion necessarily. But I, I, I do feel that I want her to understand a little bit about it. And, and it's something that it's constantly, I feel like is, is tough to navigate as a parent. Like you want them to have a spiritual understanding, but it's like, how do you, how do you teach that? Do you just let it happen to them and then just guide them through that? Because I, I think that's what it is. And especially in this day and age we live in with the internet, all of information is at our fingertips, but we're also being yeah. pushed a lot of information that has agendas and whatnot. Like I know I, I enjoy going on TikTok and it's mm -hmm. like, there's certain content that I just don't really want in my feed. And no matter how much I block it in my feed, it's obvious that, you know, for whatever reason, TikTok is pushing it forward. And it's, you know, you think about someone who's really young, who can easily get influenced. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Andrew Tate, but like mm -hmm. he, he does spews a lot of, um, garbage and it, it really, yeah. And it really has an impact on young people and probably some older people too, but especially like young teenage boys. And it's, it's hard to navigate. And, and I know I'm kind of circling around, but it's, you know, with religion, it's like, well, yeah, I would like my kid to have some of these experiences, but you know, gosh, there's only so much I can control once he's kind of released into that world. So it's like, do I just wait until he has his own curiosity and then we kind of navigate that together? I mean, it's it's tough because you want to give them the best opportunity to live a happy life, right? And and Absolutely. so you try to build those tools for them, but they're so you influential. Have no control over it. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're so influential. <laughs> like so I, we just convinced our kid in two hours yeah. that the Passy Fairy is coming to visit him tonight to <laughs> take his Passies away and give him a toy. So I mean, if 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 he can believe that in two hours, it's like you really have to you know manage those things as they get older. So I don't know. I mean, that's a whole different kind of podcast. But like you said, I do feel like we get some leeway here to talk about mental health and and I know so much of our audience is at that parental age. So I, I know that a lot of other people out there can relate to this too. And I just want to say, look, we're not knocking anybody who Absolutely. is a devout religious person. You know, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I think different things work for different people. And as long as it's approached in a healthy way and you're not hurting others, I think it's great. You know, do, do mm -hmm. what works for you. I, I'm personally just still trying to figure it out. I know. You know, I know. So that's, that's where it is. Um, well, one last thing I do want to touch on is I know we are getting up to our hour. You mentioned that you felt like your son, as we are talking about our children, has a special connection with somebody who may, I believe somebody who may have passed in your family. Is that correct? Actually, it's my daughter. My daughter. daughter. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. I have a son. I don't know why I just you put have... that on you. <laughs> <laughs> she was starting to, she has a hard time getting to bed sometimes. That one, she's mm. challenging. Two and a half year old. Um, yeah. I tried at <laughs> 730 tonight. So I could set up all my equipment, which is minimal, but it still takes a little time. I was in here setting it up at 8.58 because that's how long it took <laughs> to get back in here. So I totally relate. Yeah. 
so she's just oh she's something but yeah she um she was waking up like at the same time every night or every morning and um just being she wouldn't get out she wouldn't be she wouldn't get out of her little uh, toddler bed but she was just like crying so I don't know if she's like starting to have night terrors or or what um I was noticing it starting to be a pattern and I had actually had a session with with Catherine we were talking about it and she said that she thought that it was uh like a grandmother figure and everything and the more I was thinking about it Vera lately has just been she's really into things like Wheel of Fortune and Family Feud and like these like things you know and and she was like really attracted to these pictures of grandma and bob shot and bob just specifically and someone Catherine had said that she thought that it was very well could have been her she was like seeing her um psychically or as a medium i mean like towards the end of the bed and being like um you know like oh hi (laughs) she's like that's how i envision this and i'm like I think that it's Bobra because she's like all these little things kept coming up and it was very much like my husband's great grandmother. Wow. And <laughs> it seems like his family has a strong presence. Very, That's what very I was thinking. Strong. Yeah. I also yeah. love the idea of your daughter like you trying to get her to eat vegetables and her being like, survey says. Right. <laughs> I'm just picturing a two and a half year old who just like loves below fortune. Yeah. <laughs> I know. She's like, wheel up. Fortune. <laughs> so cute. That's so funny. I asked my kid today, I said, Are you excited to know how to read? And he just looked at me and I was like, you know, like words in the book and not just like make stuff up. And he goes, Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. And I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> my daughter said to me yesterday, uh, because she thought she hurt me and she was like, You hurt mama? I was like, Yeah, that actually kind of hurt my nose because she kind of wet me. And she's like, Oh, you precious, you precious girl. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. You precious girl. That's great. <laughs> <He's> like, uh, <laughs> that's great. Um, wow. Well, you have really shared a lot and we appreciate you. No, no, it's fantastic. And, and we really appreciate you coming on. I, I know it feels at times odd to talk about these things because in our everyday yeah. lives, we don't. I mean, we right. really don't. And, and I, I would encourage everybody listening, just, you know, when you're around your family or maybe your friends, just asking them like, Hey, have you ever had anything happen? Like with ghosts or whatever, because mm-hmm. people really aren't going to judge you too much just for asking that. And you will be surprised the stories you will get and maybe the bonds that that will form. So, uh, and if you do that, let us know so we can <laughs> on the podcast, but no, really in all seriousness, we, we do appreciate you coming on and that that's quite the journey. And it sounds like you're still on it. You know, it really sounds oh, like it's, you're right in the middle. So keep us updated and uh, we would love to get you back on the podcast sometime. Awesome. That'd be great. <laughs> and Liz, as always, thank you for joining us as a royalty that you are. Um, <laughs> would love to know where people can get in contact with you and listen to your wonderful podcast. Well, you can find me on Instagram at n.betweenpod and you can listen to the in-between anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, I know I've plugged it before, but make sure you check out if, if you don't find me incredibly annoying and grating, make sure you check out my episode on the in-between podcast is 
Oh list. my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even like wrap that up at all. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Let, <laughs> let's rewind. Let me, let me intro that. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I was like, uh, well, I was like, wondering where this was going. And I'm like, what is he about to do? And I'm like, oh, okay. Whoa. That's right. Let me just promote myself a little bit at all. all right. <laughs> and a special shout out to Noah. He joined me. What? Like it was just a couple months ago, but it's a few yeah, weeks when, ago, yeah. but, uh, was it fear is your friend. So check out the episode in between fear is your friend. Noah yeah. Daniels is a special guest. You get to see a different side of Noah. So he unveils some layers of the onion or the cake, yeah. whichever, yeah. however you want to look at it. It was, it was, um, it was a lot of fun. It was great coming on and I just appreciate you letting me kind of open up a little bit. And Liz is a great host and she's very good at doing that. So make sure you check <laughs> that out. She will leave you inspired and wanting more. And speaking of wanting more, Caitlin, again, thank you for coming on. Do you want to, let our fans know how they can reach out to you if they want to connect over your stories, or would you prefer to not give people in 54 <laughs> countries your social media information? <laughs> well, first of all, thanks for, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a, it's nice to share on such an awesome forum. Oh, you mm -hmm. guys have really made a great community for people. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm newly on TikTok. I, I'm just kind of, I'm like an oldie. <laughs> same but on instagram i'm a brat underscore cat k-a-t okay. um i mostly just share about motherhood yeah with depression and some humor around that as well as uh just some holistic living things things like that and just mostly humor yeah Nothing absolutely crazy cool. the world is not built for parents anymore uh nope, so it sure it, you know it used to take a village and it still does but it's no village around to help. So we yeah. all just have to do you the best. You are the village. Yeah, yeah. We all just have to do the best we can. Well, we would love for you to do the outro with us if you're up yeah, for it. Great. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Elizabeth Cheney. And I'm Caitlin. <laughs> Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.